0: to episode 65 of Concentrated, the podcast about all the stuff we find cool and interesting as nerds of color. I am your host, Maria, and I am here with the lovely Manira. Hi, guys. And why did you just make that face? Because he picked up, he picked up, we Yay. were we were talking for almost an hour, and he
1: just decided to, right now was it's Zazzy time. <laughs> it's time. It's time for she our uh
0: like, for our puppy works? intern <laughs> to to get into the mix. She
2: wanted to get on camera. She got a fresh haircut. Look at her. She's I adorable. I her. She looks really cute.
0: Yeah, and Eric, who is uh, you know, holding I, our. I surrender my time to Zazzy. Oh. Zazie. Lord. Z- Zazia, are you going to say hi? The puppy is just like, y'all leave me alone. Does anyone yeah. have some snacks? Right. No, put me down. Put me down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen. Today, we are going to spoil the hell out of season two of the Umbrella Academy.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers.
0: spoilers. If you haven't
2: watched it yet, just stop, listen to last week's episode again, and then come back.
0: Come back. You know, just, just don't even bother. Uh, but before we spoil the hell out of this uh, series and season Spoilers. Uh Eric is gonna do the news. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm gonna need you guys to, to come up with a concise theme.
1: Nope. I'm gonna do something different just, every time.
2: You're, you're just scatting it. You're your jazz. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's what <laughs> that's my deal. Get over it. What's your
2: news? I got the news, shut up. All right. Here we go. There's some people dead, y'all. Uh, First up, Alan Parker, filmmaker, BAFTA Award winner, Golden Globe nominee. Um, He was the director of Bugsy Malone, uh, Angel Heart, Evita, uh, Midnight Express, Mississippi Burning. He's got a fucking huge catalog of films. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't know uh, Alan Parker, now you know he is dead at 76.
0: Okay. I was about to say, I knew he had to be up there.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, even even then, like 76 for a guy like him is I wouldn't say young, but, you know, he was a white man. White white guys tend to, to get up there a little bit, uh, a little bit higher. Um, so I, they haven't released how he died. I don't know if it's natural causes or hopefully not COVID related, but he gone. Uh, next up, we got uh, everyone's favorite oatmeal slinger, Wolford Brimley.
1: This is sad.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, not too sad. He was 85 years old. But if you don't know Wilfred Brimley, you, you would know him from uh, Quaker Oats commercials or the guy telling you to, you know, get your diabetes testing supplies or any meme where someone goes, diabetes. <laughs> if you don't know him from those things, you would know him from Cocoon or The Natural or my favorite movie, John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing actor really long career um he has been basically retired since 2004 living in wyoming um but he apparently died from you know issues related to his diabetes he said he was on dialysis but again he was 85 so he he got up there
0: yeah
2: uh so that's a bummer
1: it's an end of an oatmeal and
0: diabetes air
2: yep don't forget to get your diabetes testing supplies
0: yeah. And here we are, another week, and Betty White is still,
2: still kicking. Still kicking.
0: Let's go, <laughs> Betty. Let's go. Whatever.
2: <laughs> uh, speaking of problematic white people, um, yes! <laughs> we, we got the allegations today that uh, the Goldberg star and um, frequent contributor to Todd Phillips movies like The Hangover, Brian Callen, has been accused of sexual assault. Um, and ABC has, uh, mentioned that he has already made the decision that he will not appear in season eight of the Goldbergs or, uh, in the next season of schooled, which I thought was canceled, but apparently it is not. Goldberg's- oh no, it was canceled. Okay. Yeah. Schooled has been canceled. Good. Cause that shit was trash. <laughs> it was. Mm-hmm. The moment they got, like when they originally pitched that show, it was supposed to be about Tim Meadows character and his mm-hmm. sister, Nia Long's mm-hmm. character and her two, uh, who her two daughters. And then they were like, oh, no, let's make it about the the white girl from the Goldbergs who gets her own spinoff and forget about all that. So, boom. So not too uh, boned about that, but that's canceled. Nope. But uh, Coach Melner is the character from uh, the Goldbergs. He will not appear in season eight, which apparently season eight is a thing because that's still going. Um, yeah, he is. But single a-
1: parents, is single
2: parents is canceled. Single uh, Parents is canceled. All the good know. shows are canceled.
1: But whatever, he's a creep, yeah. so
2: bye. He's a creeper. Um, and the, the, a uh, kind of a dead giveaway was that he was friends with uh, Chris Diela, who was also accused of uh, probably some worse things because his stuff included some uh, some child sex charges. So
0: Yeah. I got a question for you guys, though, just really quickly, and I don't want to dwell on this. Do you think that the appropriate stance for us to take is to basically shame the fuck out of these bastards as soon as they are accused? Or should we wait until like allegations have been like confirmed or charges have been pressed or something to that extent? Because I I, my knee jerk is always to be like, fuck these nasty motherfuckers. I hope they die and they burn in hell. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, but wait, because there have been a couple of folks that have been accused and then came back that it was bullshit. And it's like,
2: I mean, I I don't know
0: if I want to crucify somebody just yet, just off the allegation.
2: It's a slippery slope because right? at the same time, like, everyone was quick to jump on Johnny Depp's uh, case, mm-hmm. and then now things are coming out basically saying that it was, uh, at best, both sides. At worst, Amber Heard was kind of an abuser. So, mm-hmm. I, I How don't...
1: slippery is it? Because he was never canceled. No one's ever really canceled. Louis C.K. is still doing things yeah, producer, on the producer side. So no one's oh, ever no, He's still really doing
2: stand-up. There. Yeah, he's still, still doing stand-up. Him. If you go to his website, he still has a schedule of of appearances that he's getting paid for.
0: Yeah. So well, I mean I'm not I'm not talking necessarily about canceling, right? Uh-huh. Cuz cancel culture has its its own problems, pros and cons. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I I'm not the person that just subscribes to cancel culture as an overarching thing. I think that there are some things that are appropriate to just be like, nah. Um, But that said, I'm talking more so along the lines of like, for myself, Mm -hmm. do I wanna be the person that immediately goes off the knee jerk reaction to be like, fuck that guy or fuck that person off of allegations um, that have not, maybe not yet been substantiated or have not led to charges or something to that extent. And and I do think it's a slippery slope because with money comes power, and with power comes no responsibility for shit because you may not get charged. And so, like, how many people did do fucked up things that will never get charged or whatever versus the folks that, nah, like, they clearly didn't do it and this is, like, some whatever reason. I don't know. I just... I don't know. I've just been feeling kind of funny about this lately because I feel like it's really important to call people out when these allegations come up. But there have been instances where people are accused of things and then it comes out after their reputation has been destroyed, basically, that there wasn't truth to what was said or there's not it wasn't like 100 percent painting the picture of what actually happened. Well, there are
1: people, him included, that I don't like. I, get well, yeah, I easy, mean, that's I get an size. unfeeling, yeah, yeah. Uh, easy unfeeling feeling when it comes to them. So things like this, I'm like, well, I mean, I always had that feeling. So
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. no, no, and, and I, I, I'm saying it now, but that's not how I'm feeling necessarily about this case because I right. agree he's a motherfucker, and I'm not surprised by this. But I, there have been cases where it could be somebody that I don't. I'm kind of indifferent about. And then they get accused and I'm like, well, fuck that guy. And then it comes back later that like, they actually didn't do anything
2: wrong. Yeah. Like I said, it's a slippery slope, especially when you go from people who are kind of creepy, like this guy who, you know, I had that feeling as well, but Mm -hmm. I I don't want to judge people off the break, but when it comes to people who are a little bit better, well-known or more renowned, like, um, I hate to bring this one up, but, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson had some of these allegations brought against Mm him, um, that have eventually gone nowhere. Um, uh, Fox said they did a background investigation in and in their own internal investigation and found that they said that um, they couldn't find any evidence or anything like that. So they were like, okay, well, you're back and we're gonna continue doing Cosmos and things like that. And he never really went anywhere, but we but don't could know- But it
1: also have been in that case, I always thought that it was, well, she said something very early on and no one really took it seriously. And so now you're going back to do investigations Of you may not be able to find anything because the
0: trail of gone has gone cold because you let it go cold for so long. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that happens, but as a woman, I also think that some women are full of shit. Um, and, and it's, it's kind of the side effect of the me too era, because I think that we should always default to believe women Mm -hmm. 100% of the time. But there are women, unfortunately that have taken advantage of that and have, pretty much set out to ruin some folks' reputations when those folks haven't done anything wrong to them. Well, I mean, that's 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 nothing new. yeah, 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 no, and that's the thing. And that's, I think, what makes this time so dangerous, because I feel like there's been a pendulum shift Whereas back in the day, it would be like, well, you don't believe women at all. You got to make them prove everything because they're just out to get you, right? And now the pendulum has swung the other way, which is, no, 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 you believe a woman 100% of the time. She's always being honest when really it should probably be somewhere in the middle. That's all.
2: Yeah, the hard part is finding out where that middle is Mm -hmm. and who – it, uh, who watches the Watchmen type situation? Yep. Like, who is the, who gets to be the end all judge of if it did happen, and uh, like, yeah. a, as a as a guy I shouldn't be making, uh, it's right. not my place mm. to make right. the decision, it's not my place to, you know, but at the same time, like, sometimes it, it affects people's livelihoods, and it, it I don't know, I, I got no leg to stand on here, but yeah. It but I mean, sucks. look,
0: this motherfucker is a creepy bastard. <laughs> I think they got the right one there. Well, yeah. We're just gonna leave that there.
2: Not to mention when, when like multiple
0: people come out and start mm-hmm. saying it,
2: that that kind of
0: it, it yep. makes it a
2: little bit easier to to say, oh, okay, well, that guy's definitely a creeper. Yep. All right. Anyway, moving along, I got one final story that's actually good news. Ooh. Yeah, it, it's about charity. Uh, Friday night in Los Angeles. Charlize Theron hosted a uh, drive in screening of Mad Max Fury Road for charity. Oh, yeah. That's,
1: that's really nice. Cool.
2: Going for, uh, going to an Africa outreach project that she oh. uh, she helps run. Oh. Um, yeah, it was apparently very nice. And the only person besides her that showed up from Mad Max was Nicholas Hout, who mm. plays um, Nuck or okay. Nux. Yeah. So they they showed up, they did a, a charity screening of Mad Max Fury Road from driving, you know, everybody in their cars, socially distancing. And then they did a quick Q&A afterwards, including uh, Aisha Tyler, which seemed pretty cool. Oh, that's fun. Yeah.
0: That is really exciting. Um, and I hate to be a negative Nancy here, because I know she is South African, so, you know, kudos to her. But exactly what African thing was this white woman trying to save with her white woman savior complex? Because with everything going on in the world, there's so many charities that could be using that help. Um, Was it a charity that she already had set up? <laughs> I'm just saying, look, I'm not here for the white savior complex in brown and black countries. And again, she is South African. So it could very much have been some type of charity that helps in South Africa, because there is a lot going on in South Africa. It, right it's
2: not now. just South Africa. It, it's. Um,
0: and that's my problem.
2: No, 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 it, it's a, a charity to help people, um, uh, what's the word, um, to help with AIDS and HIV relief in Africa.
1: Okay, so this is something that was already set up.
2: Yeah, it's okay. the Charlize Theron African, Africa Outreach Program.
1: And she's done this on multiple occasions?
2: Um, I don't know about other like screenings of movies, but I know it's her charity, and um, you can Google it. it, it seems to be on the up and up.
1: No, no, no! I'm saying like she's done. She's done like a fundraiser for this charity. Yeah. Probably years past, but they did it this way because of the
0: pandemic, and she didn't yeah. want. Yeah. Plus, she, she's the yeah. star, yeah. Okay. one of the stars of, Listen, of okay. Fury yeah. Road. Yeah. And I think that that's amazing. Changing the format to still raise the funds. I personally just have an issue in general with the white savior complex that has rich white people creating charities to help Africans. Well, I mean.
2: It, it would be one thing Definitely. if this was, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow coming out and talking about how she wants to save Africa. Charlie Theron is actually from Africa. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. And so, that's that's why I said, you know, yeah. I'll cut her a little bit of slack because she is South African. But, you know. I yeah, don't the, mind her. The, the, the charity has been in place since 2007. Mind. I don't mind Charlie Theron. No, no, no. I don't mind her. I mind white saviors in yeah. general.
2: No, if, the, if this that's, was that's was, you know. Jennifer Garner you are on a out.
0: soapbox today. What's that?
1: To uh, she, she,
2: she went on vacation and had a little sun and got some pool and relaxing, and now and she comes back. As fuck, yep. <laughs>
0: fuck. That North Carolina sun, y'all, it makes you woke. It does not, <laughs> it does all that southern not. hospitality that us northerners don't like. Sometimes there is
1: Southern hospitality, sometimes it's racism, but sometimes there is Southern hospitality. Don't do that.
0: No, 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 listen. Raleigh I'm not caping for, uh, capin for North Carolina. I'm not. Raleigh North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina was very kind to us. So, you know, it is what it is. All right, Eric. Oh, hate you.
2: <laughs>
0: Lord. All right. Well, listen, um, this is your final warning. If you wanted to sit through the news and you think we are fucking around, we're about to spoil the shit out of season two. So we can't do, like, a little bit of a non-spoiler for people.
1: N-
2: well, OK. Watch. Non- non- yeah. Well, here's here's a spoiler. If you didn't if you watched the first season, but haven't watched the second. Yeah. They didn't die. Nope. Boom. <laughs> there's your spo- there's your non-spoiler. It's like tiny that. spoiler. Yeah. Like I released earlier on the Facebook group and I think I dropped it on Twitter as well. The uh, the first 3 minutes of mm-hmm. the the opening for the first episode which was really cool where it shows them well, they in the 16. <laughs> well, yeah, everybody died thanks to uh nuclear holocaust. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it was a new thing to end the world.
1: But yeah, no, it was good. We all enjoyed it. All right, that's and, your non- Yeah, that's
2: that's right. your finer spoiler Well, your final spoiler warning. Right. You made it 16 minutes into this podcast. If if, if after this it's on you, bro. Well done you. All right. And maybe if you listen to the spoilers, you're like, oh, I got to see that. Let me go and watch this. So I do that sometimes. Go on.
0: I do. Well, you're the queen of yeah, lovers. You're spoilers. a queen of spoilers. You want all the spoilers all the time. No,
1: sometimes I do it for things that I'm like, mm, I don't really know if I'm down with this. And then people will talk about it. And I'm
0: like, oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll watch it. I don't mind it. Maneira, you literally, I don't know if you remember this, but before Endgame came out, you were losing hours of sleep scouring the internet looking for every spoiler that you could find about this thing that you love. I had Did an you... investment because I needed to make sure that
1: everything lined up and that Captain America. You just America needed to make sure die. Captain America died, didn't die. Yes. <laughs> and I was
0: I was happy. <laughs> okay, so that is the end of the spoilers or the fake spoilers. We're gonna get into this now. So again, I'm a, you, we're gonna give you five seconds. And if you're still listening, well, you want to be spoiled.
2: 54321. Anyways, 1963.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So, where do you guys want to begin? I feel like this season, there was a lot to unpack. Um, definitely a different tone from last season, but still kind of the same tone. But I, I think that before we really start getting into the nitty gritty, like, just overall, what did you guys think of this season? I thought it was fantastic. Right? Eric, what about you? I thought it was pretty good. It leaned
2: a little heavy on, like, um, the time travel nonsense. And sometimes time travel subplots can go either way. Sometimes they get way more confusing than they need to be. Um, but I, I thought they did a good job, like, just bordering on confusing and annoying.
1: I Okay, I kind of agree. I didn't need old five. And Young Five fighting.
2: I actually liked I bringing it. in Old
0: Five. Old Five was amazing. Was he? Hmm. You just don't like old people, Monero. That's what That's it is. That's not true. <laughs> That's
1: You're really in ages. <laughs> that is not true <laughs> at all. And you know it. No. But no, I mean, I mm, that, that was a low point for me. I enjoyed Elliot. I enjoyed Elliot a lot. The um, dentist gentleman. Yeah,
2: saw I, was, I was sad when he left. I was like, he oh, did. he didn't deserve that
0: at all. At all. Those at Swedes all. were dicks. Like, let's just let's just Hitler's Aryan wet dream. Yeah, those Swede triplets were dicks, and they did not need to do that to him. Like, just shoot him and, and get it over with. Like, that was that was pretty fucking terrible. But I. The, the one thing that I that I will say about the tra- the, the time travel piece, I really like that we got a little bit more insight into the commission. I actually liked the time travel because I didn't feel like they got close to where it was confusing. I think they kept it pretty clear throughout the season. Um, but I was a little thrown off at the fact that he landed them all in the exact same place at different intervals of time. And I wish that they would have talked about it just a little bit more. And like, what did he fuck up in his calculations to make that happen instead of everybody being dumped at the same time in the same place?
1: I enjoyed that a little more because for me, five always seems like he's smarter than everyone, but not really, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's not so, even smarter than himself because when he right. ran to his older self, you know, his older self didn't even understand it until he explained it to him.
1: Right. So well, I, I enjoyed that self. they were separate. I also enjoyed that they were separate because I wanted, I feel like them being separate where they were able to build on themselves more, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Everybody got their own little, like, um, what's her name? Vanya was only there for what, a month or two before everyone else started showing up. Yeah. Whereas someone like um,
1: Allison. No, so Vanya was for, last.
2: Yeah. So I'm saying she was only there for what, two or three months. After she, she landed and got hit by the car.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but Allison was there for like a year. Klaus mm-hmm. was there for like two years. So a- everyone had a, a different amount of time being there. I think um, Luther was there for what, a year or two as well?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that that was really... Um, yes, I, I guess I didn't really mind the ter- the time travel piece. Um, you, I think, Minera, touched on it, the fact that each character, like, because they were dropped off at different times, you like that, Mm -hmm. because it felt like each character got, like, you got a little bit more development into them, and I think that that's a really good point to bring up, And, and I'd like for us to dive into it a little bit more, because I feel... Like this season, you really got to know who all seven kids were, mm-hmm. um, which is something that you really didn't get last season. Like there were one or two that you like, OK, I get it. They've got this going on or this is their issue. But I felt like you they really dived into each one of them this this season.
1: Yeah, no, I um with them being separate and able to do their own thing, I will say that made me like Diego more. Um, I was not a big okay. Full disclosure, I love all of the children, every last one of them. However, like
2: Latino Batman?
1: No, Diego was my like when five said he's like, dad shanked me. He was like, listen, it I mean, you give us all a reason after a while. That that's very true. I wanted to shank Diego. He gets on my nerves. But when he in the scene where um, Sir Reginald sits all of them down and they're all at that round table and Diego is basically like, listen, I know what's going on. And the dad cuts him down so far. So that bad that he his goes, stutter comes right. back. That yeah. was amazing to me. And I was like, oh, you, you of all of them, all of you have daddy issues, but your dad did a number on you, son.
2: Yeah, My God. He, his dad is such an asshole that like, he he gives him a debilitating speech impediment.
1: Right. And his and that's where his I need to be a hero because I Yeah, need he needs to, to prove something. Right. Yep. Cuz his hard on for JFK, I it really got on my nerves. Like really got
2: well, on. Well, I my nerves. mean, it, you'd have to th- if you can stop probably the most famous assassination in history, you would be the ultimate hero.
1: Yeah, but I mean, did we really need he would need huh? all right
2: that that's, that's where die. he's coming from like, like i <laughs> i need to stop this i i can stop the most famous assassination in history i can be the hero that this draft. is something i can do
0: mm. but here was the thing about that for me with mm-hmm. him cuz you're right that was definitely where he was going and i thought that that scene that you referred to when they were at the dinner it was heartbreaking right because like diego gets diego gets on everybody's fucking nerves he's no one's favorite But it's like, no one deserves to be spoken to like that. And if you didn't feel something watching that, like, who are you? That said, though, I feel like five was very clear multiple times.
2: That scene was funny until that moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I, I feel like five was clear multiple times that... You anything that you touch or fuck with is going to have drastic effects on right. the future. So, Diego, why could you not get it through your thick fucking skull that if you changed JFK's assassination, if you saved him somehow, that that could completely throw the future out of whack and fuck everything else up it's like for as much as you're trying to be smart you're a fucking idiot and it's wrong that your siblings call you an idiot but when you behave like an idiot you're an idiot it's complex he can't Mm -hmm. help himself he He can't not help
1: himself um so then on top of that then there's allison
0: of course do we want to do we want to go through the numbers since since we started with diego so we'll backtrack and go to Luther luther and let's just go down the line of course luther
1: is a body man (laughs) <laughs> and has literally no life. Of course, I mean you it, might as well have put makes him on the moon. A dozen move. eggs and fights people in a basement. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. I, um, in season three, I want to, I want Luther to actually have a good storyline. I want to flush out Luther. There's so much there, there, but I don't feel like it's ever been flushed out. If that makes sense.
2: I, I feel like once we get to season three, and especially the way season two ended, mm-hmm. like, he won't have a place. And it'll—I don't want to get into the comic too much because I know we're going to do that later. But, like, in the second volume, he basically has no place, and he ends up just getting fat because he has nothing to to, to work with. I have a, feel, I have a feeling they're going to touch on that with him just kind of being—eating eating his feelings.
0: Okay. But I think that'll be better than what they did this season, right? Because yeah. You know, the whole reason we can say, hey, let's go down the numbers is because there was substantial character development for every single kid except Luther.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. Luther is daddy's boy number one. So, of course, he's going to rally around the first father figure that picks him up. And that just happens to be Jack Ruby. Yeah. So, you know, somebody takes him in and tells him he's good at something and, you know, you know, pats him on the back and tells him he's the best boy. That's what Luther's going to go for because he has daddy issues, too.
1: Not as not as deep as Diego.
2: Now, mm, Diego's daddy's mm. issues are because he's behind Luther. He yeah. has to prove himself because Luther is daddy's favorite.
1: I do enjoy um, their pairing when it's Luther and Diego, and they basically like cut the crap and are brothers and
0: not fighting for one and two, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because I I feel like in a lot of ways they have of the of the boys. Until we'll get down to like Klaus and Ben, but of the boys, they have the most genuine, in my opinion, like big brother, little brother relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they very much behave the way that brothers behave when there are other siblings behind them and they're the the two oldest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you're not right. Yeah. Yeah. So to see that fleshed out a little bit more was really cool. Um, So I think that's pretty much it on Luther. But I do want to go back to Diego because we we focused on his hero complex. But let's talk about this love. Lila?
1: (sighs) I mean, I feel like we could be separate for Lila. She's got a lot
0: going on. Lila's got a lot going on. I do think that we should probably talk about her separate. But I will say this. Um, Anybody that watches this season and doesn't recognize, like, easily within the end of before the end of the first episode that they're going to end up being a thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: doesn't watch enough tv obviously oh, i
2: knew they were going to be a thing and i knew that she wasn't who she says she was almost immediately yeah
0: right but i
2: was like why are you english in dallas boom <laughs>
0: I thought that too. I thought I found that really odd, but I was like, I'm gonna go with it. Let me not just think everything's a conspiracy. I was oh like, no, wait, but it is. Of course no, they I put was her I in. was happy. I was like, you have this little brown there.
2: Indian girl with an English accent. I was like, all right, I, I dig this, but again, it's nineteen sixty three in Dallas. Why are
0: you here? You fived her, you number fived her, like hold on, yep. little Missy. Why are you here? <laughs> right. Right. But I think that their chemistry was it's very Fantastic and it was nice To see to get to see That side of Diego because Literally in season One like you know that He had a thing for The detective that got killed but it was Like a former thing and it was a Typical I'm a lone wolf And I can't have a real relationship Because I'm saving the world and You didn't get that in this Relationship so I thought I appreciated the fact that They gave him a relationship in season 2 and gave him something to fight for in that relationship.
1: I always feel like I always felt like he was capable of love because of the relationship that he had with Grace or has with Grace. And how really caring and very nurturing he was with that mother figure. Like remember when he had to kill her she or not killer, but I guess boot her down. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she didn't even notice any of the fight going on and mm-hmm. the pain that it took for him to do that. And also for him to see her in Dallas across the room and oh not my God, automatically that was crazy. Like, jump on her and hug her and just say, I'm mm-hmm. so like the fact well, yeah, that you're here right if, now is amazing.
2: If Luther is daddy's boy, then Diego is Diego's easily mom, mama's boy.
1: Yeah. He is very much a mama's boy. So I knew that they're like hit like him being able to be in a relationship, albeit a fucked up one. I knew that that you know I we could see that, and I did appreciate seeing him and Lila together.
0: Yeah, I definitely love that brown chemistry. Yes, it was She's great. She's beautiful. Her eyes she are is so big. Is, and she expressive. is drop dead gorgeous. I it. Yeah. Um, the actress, her name is uh, Ritu Arya.
2: Yeah. If you don't know, um, check her out in the shows on um, BBC uh, Humans. She plays an android, and it's all about androids. It's really good. Yeah, But in that show, they highlight her eyes even more because they give her these bright green contacts that are like crazy. Is
1: she in humans? Yeah. I knew she looked familiar. I couldn't place her.
0: Listen, I had a whole last mental meltdown when I realized that um, Luther was the older Tarly brother from Game of Thrones. Don't yep. know how I missed that. Go well, back a little bit more. He's, he's also like... in uh, Merlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I knew about Merlin. But I don't know why. It it's just- hard
2: to recognize him when he's wearing the big gorilla prosthetics.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Plus, apparently he is like really tall. Well, no, I mean, he's 6'4". So I, I guess he's tall to normal people.
1: Right. Not not to you?
2: No, because I'm 6'4". So like when I see him standing next to everyone else, I'm like, oh, man, this guy's a giant. And then I realize, oh, that's how I look in pictures with other people.
1: Do you, do you not think you're tall?
2: No, it's hard. to. It's one of those things where like when you're tall, you don't realize you're tall until you stand next to other people.
1: Bitch, I'm not short. You don't have to short explain it to me.
2: (laughs) No, well, like, I don't realize things, you know, like, oh, well, I'm tall until I, you know, I hit my head on something or, you know, I see a picture of me with other people and I'm in the back for obvious reasons because I'm, you know, towering over people.
1: You two are tall gentlemen. I wouldn't say that you're a tower, but you guys are tall gentlemen.
2: No, but when you see him, like, look at the cast photos and you see him, he is like a whole head above everyone
0: else. I know him. He's delicious. (laughs) And also Meneer, fuck both of y'all, because what you're really doing, you're you're not gonna short slam me. You're like five what? Five nine as a woman? I'm five Shut seven. the hell up. We just have long limbs. Whatever. Well, I am five two and a half. So yes, yeah, standing next to my six four brother, he kind of looks like a giant. I feel like I was standing up for you. I don't I don't that didn't feel like it. No. It didn't Whatever.
2: Move it along, short stack. <laughs>
0: Well, the other thing before we move off, Diego, um, I I felt like last season they gave him some decent action sequences. Mm -hmm. I love the fight. Like, he had a lot of really good choreography in the fight scenes this season. The fight with him and Reginald was... They did that
2: the right way where you could tell it's not him, but they're Mm -hmm. in the fucking dark and you don't see his face. So you have proper stunt people doing the stunt work, which is what they should have done for shows like Iron Fist. And then maybe it might have been a little bit believable.
1: Reggie yeah, came but- out walking, like, looking like a G after he shanked him and no. was, like, amateur. And then come and on, then he, Kogo, he collected like- his monkey and <laughs> right. walked away. Into the night. And I was like,
0: yeah, you got daddy issues, but your daddy's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> your dad is a motherfucking G. I hope you know. But, yeah, it, it's, I felt like last season, you know, obviously, because they were peppering so many, it's it's a lot of characters, Um you got a little bit, but I felt like they really did him right this season.
2: Yeah, especially showing off more of his power. Like on the last episode, they really show off his power when like people were like, well, is he just have really good aim? It's like, no, he has a form of telekinesis that's kind of, you know, it's aim based telekinesis, which is kind of badass. But you don't really see the full extent of his power until that last episode
0: till he hit that magneto shit at the yeah. end of that last episode. I was like, holy shit yeah, because that was the thing too. I like obviously you know, you read the comic you know their their powers their abilities a little bit more. but to your point, I did find it kind of interesting that like they never really explained his power um whereas you get a pretty clear explanation of just about everybody else's power um well yeah, he's he's not like
2: um like Klaus, who like in the comic, they they did him right from the comic as well, where like his power he doesn't even know the limits of his power. Mm-hmm. In the comic he like he learns that he has like something of a form of telekinesis where they instead of doing that in the show, he realized that he could manifest Ben physically. Things like that.
0: All right. Well I mean let's uh let's get into uh little miss number three Allison. So- I enjoy Allison
1: so much. I really do.
0: So so, what was your take on this season with her?
1: Um, of course, she would start a, she would be a part of the um, civil rights, of course, because in her past life, she was able to do and be any and everything she wanted to be. So mm-hmm. of course, she wouldn't take being less than sitting down. Mm hmm. So that made complete and utter sense. Of course, she had another husband because that girl can't be alone. So <laughs>
0: that's what I wanted to talk yeah,
2: about. Yeah, she seems like a serial monogamist.
0: <laughs> well, but here was the thing. Allison, baby girl, we're so happy that your voice healed. We're so happy that you got rid of those dreadful blonde tips and went with just the little, the little perm out. We're we, yeah, we her, love all of Her it. hair did look much better. It's such so much of a better look for her. But... Here is the thing. You also love your fucking brother. So why do you indeed love each other here, <laughs> out here getting in a whole ass relationship with that little chocolate goodness mm-hmm. and getting married and acting like, oh, it's just going to be what it is. Like the one thing that got me was with everything you kids have been through together and what y'all just experienced. Why would you really believe that it would just be y'all and or it would just be you like in this insular situation and that at some point your other siblings wouldn't show up? Why would you really believe that? I mean, maybe she was hoping for
2: some sense of I
0: get it. (laughs) I would
1: have married him, too. Listen, and then, and then he, when my whoever came, I'd
0: be like, Oh, this is
1: awkward sauce.
0: When he was in that um, suit store trying on them suits, I was just like, Okay, well done. I understand. I understand. But you got a whole ass eight brother that you love. Come on, Allison, do better. She can't. She Maybe- can cannot- Maybe now she will,
1: maybe in season three, they will get together. Cause she's not technically married anymore. Well, I mean, she is, she's constantly married. It's just a, it's just a thing that she, she does. Well, and
2: this is gonna well, be- Well, yeah, we don't, we don't know the ramifications of what they did in season two, how that'll go into season three. What it's do you mean we don't changed. know the
1: ramifications? We've got a whole new
2: academy. What's I mean, as far as like their interpersonal things, like where is, uh, where's Vanya's friend? Where is, uh, where's Raymond California Chestnut? Is he still alive? You know, because it, it was the 60s, you know, there's a good chance that some of these people are still alive in 2019 when they go back.
0: Well, here was the other thing, too. In that final episode where we see grown ass alive, Ben, mm-hmm. and you see the shadow of the other members of this Sparrow Academy up top, but you don't see who they are. Right.
2: I think that was just a good idea for, you know, because you don't want to throw out casting. Mm hmm. Because, one, they want to make sure they get picked up for a third season, which I think is pretty obvious because they're number one right now on Netflix's uh, trending thing. Um, But also, you don't want to have to cast somebody and have to change it, especially with COVID now. You don't know when you're going to get to film that shit. Right?
0: Yeah. But the thing to me is, like, you don't know what's going on with the rest of them. You you were so pressed to be up Raymond's ass because you love your husband so much and all this black love and it's so great. But... As soon as they're like, oh, we're going home, oh, I get to see Claire. I get to see my Claire. Claire. Claire, Claire, Claire. I know. First off, we don't even know if Claire exists anymore. Right. Um, because of the shit that you did. But then on top of that, like to Eric's point, you girl, you just you just a sucker for a love ass motherfucker. Really and it doesn't even seem to matter who you love. You just need to be love loving someone. And I'm gonna need her to fix that.
2: Also, he was a uh, famine in good omens.
0: Yes, he was. All right. Yep.
2: This is a good show. I love Good Omens.
0: It is a good show. Well, and funny enough, like his whole sequence in Good Omens as Famine when he went into the diner, Mm -hmm. that was like one of my favorite parts of that series. Just saying. Here's the other thing with Allison, though, that I was very happy about. In a way, her power could be seen as a pussy ass power. Like, ooh, you can rumor people to do whatever until she starts rumoring motherfuckers to kill their brothers and blow up their own heads.
1: Like she took way too long to do all of those things. (laughs) Way too long. Listen, I get it. I get you want to do things on your own, but your power is your power. You need to love what you can do and use it responsibly. The first season, she she wasn't.
2: I feel like she's going to be another person like Klaus, where she realizes that her power is more than what she knows. Like, Mm -hmm. like from the comic, like she manifests a whole nother person through a rumor and, and a bunch of other things like when when they're fighting like this giant statue of abraham lincoln she you know she says i hear i heard a rumor that you got assassinated and a giant stone john Wilkes booth shoots him in the head she literally brings a whole nother person out of nowhere so i feel like i want them to go more into that like they did with klaus
1: i don't want her to bring manifest to claire though
2: oh yeah i didn't think one, about that you know? like,
0: we do not want a little baby. Claire like maybe
2: around. her her, her baby daddy in the, the new reality or whatever, he, he doesn't have a child. And she's like, well, I heard you had a daughter with me. And then boom, you got a little zombie pet cemetery baby.
0: I don't want that. I don't want zombie pet cemetery baby.
1: When like, we go to Vanya, can we come back to Allison as well? Yes. Because I, I have a should. question about something. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I think that we okay. should. Okay. All right. Well, enough about I mean, did you have anything else on Allison? Because I just also. Oh no! Um, one more thing about Allison wardrobe did her right. Yes. Because yes. she, she looked, looked lovely. She looked fantastic mm-hmm. in every scene that she was in. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I will say, I do approve of her using her power to burn and silence a white supremacist. Do yes. that all day.
0: That was so beautiful, and he yes. was like, "Stop!" And I'm like, "No, nah, nah, no, keep going, girl.
2: Burn keep your going. ass."
0: Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. You
2: Want that coffee hot?
0: <laughs> real hot oh my gosh alright well let's move on to um, arguably the fan favorite of all the seven kids Mr. Klaus Klaus started uh, a cult Klaus of started he did. a fucking cult of course he did Klaus is the messiest bitch <laughs> he but really here- is but here is the thing I felt like this season, he was probably the least fucking messy. Stop it. He ran away from his whole fucking cult. Stop it.
2: I think he just got, he didn't want that responsibility of being a cult leader, but at the same time, like, he got messy when it came to Dave and trying to, to save Dave.
1: He got messy when it came to Ben, pretending like ghosts ghost can't time travel. After a while,
2: I was like, stop being mean to Ben. Right, don't do it. Jesus, that. he's dead, and everyone is so rude to him. You're <laughs> the only one who can physically talk to him and interact with him. Be nice to Ben.
1: My God, when, um, when, Di- when Ben went into Klaus and Diego came to get them, and he was like- yes. hey, Yeah, I was like, can we have an episode ben. of
2: just Diego and <laughs> Ben?
1: So good. So good. I started crying over that. I started crying when he was like feeling the soil and then the girl he liked
0: and then all Yeah, when stuff. he was when he was just sniffing Jill. Listen, mm-hmm. Ben had me crying like the last several episodes. It was mm-hmm. just me crying over Ben and it was it was a lot. But getting back to Mr. Klaus. <laughs> the cult, I get it it makes sense. It goes with the storyline. I felt like this season more than others, while he was still being very mean to Ben, I felt like he, like he and five, five is five. And we'll talk about him in a minute, but He, to me, seemed like the one that was most like, no, but we're family. We need to be together. Like, yeah, you saw a side of him that was very different than last season where he was like, fuck all y'all. I just wanna drink my drinks and get my drugs. You know, to be out. Get my drugs and be left the fuck alone. And you you didn't see that. It's like you see this evolution of him as a as a as an adult, really, because he's finally acting somewhat like an adult. Well, he was also
2: sober for the first time in a while. Yeah. It wasn't until like mid season when he like breaks sobriety and then he goes back to being the messiest.
1: He is giantly messy. I did enjoy him like popping up on Allison's couch all the time. Cause I enjoy their, I enjoy Allison, Vanya and Klaus. And yeah, Vin, their,
2: their little know. day of doing um, their hair. I thought yes. that was a good episode.
1: Yes. Their relationship. And then getting drunk and
2: getting weird. tacos.
1: Yes. I enjoy them immensely. Their little brother, sister relationship. Brother, sister's relationship is very nice.
0: Well, I mean, it's kind of sister, sisters.
1: Yeah. Well, you know,
0: Klaus is messy <laughs> and Klaus is okay with being messy. Mm-hmm. Also, also, when he was trying to say that, um, or when, see, it's so hard because, like, you almost can't talk about Klaus without talking about Ben. Ben? (laughs) Um, But just as an actor, like, Klaus doing the whole fight sequence of him and Mm -hmm. Ben fighting for control of his body. I oh, felt between beautiful. that
2: and like the first episode when the car breaks down and they're fighting on the fighting side, on the of, the side of the road. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, I, I just want to watch a show about them too. Like, give me a little side sequel thing about their time during their three years because I think he's the first one that arrived. Yeah. So yeah, like 1961. So he had more time than everyone.
0: Yeah. Which is why he had a whole lot <laughs> last... of cult Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. He had a cult and he went all over the world and everything.
1: Listen, when he said, Oh, Chanel, I was like, yes, no, take that woman for all she's worth. <laughs> hitch, hitch a ride. Hit your ride with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, come on. Like, you got Ben fucking dirty dancing you, like, lifting you up and, and showing you off <laughs> to white people. At least be nice to Ben. Let him use your body for a day or so.
0: Nope. Mm-mm. It was... He was... I mean, like, I, I was worried that coming into this season, because he was such a fan favorite last season, that they would... Like, almost oversaturate his storyline to, to, like, make fans happy. And I'm really glad that they didn't. I feel like you got just enough Klaus without it being too much Klaus. Robert Sheehan is known for walking that line. Well,
1: after after all after of Misfits. the... Yeah, he's, he's able to know when to pull it back so that people won't I... get annoyed with him.
2: I just hope that they that he realizes how popular he is on the show, and doesn't do what he did with Misfits. just decides ah, I'm done with this I don't after want to two do this seasons. I don't yeah, do yeah.
1: He does look like he's ha- having a lot more fun, and also that he's grown up a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that makes sense. So,
2: fingers crossed, because I don't want them to. I don't want him to leave or be recast, like.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, once bitten, twice shy. I would say exactly. Yeah,
2: and I feel like the only person you could recast him with would be uh, Joseph Gilgan. Mm-hmm. who. Which was, listen, I'd be okay I'd be with happy that. With that. I love Joseph Gilgan.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if he leaves, the show's done. You say yeah. that, I, and I then, really, then well, and then Joseph <laughs> Joseph comes, and you're like, well, you know what? It's not that bad. Well, <laughs> listen, he definitely seems to be enjoying the the the. I feel like he's enjoying the character, and he he enjoys the cast. Like I've watched a couple of like things of them like just having like cast reunions and stuff. Yeah, and he, he did a lot of behind
2: the scenes stuff, whereas he didn't do that with Misfits. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe, maybe it's maybe just, a just a better type. dynamic
0: or he's also
1: grown.
2: Yeah. Maybe he just enjoys his co-stars more.
0: Yeah.
2: Can we talk a, a little bit about Hazel? I'm really upset that Hazel was only in like well, one hold scene. On.
0: What I was thinking is we go through the kids and then we start getting into all of the other characters that aren't the kids. Cause there was a lot to unpack mm-hmm. this season. Um, so with that, let's just move along. Let's let's push forward. Number five. Same old bitch.
1: What? <laughs> five is so fucking much. He's so much. He's so but much. that's His what little makes it great. And like Lila said, he, he's a child. Like you are a child. Get out of here.
2: <laughs> he he is the, a man. He's sixty-five years old.
1: He is a whole child. <laughs> I need that little boy to shush from time to time. No, I mean I don't. I don't think that Five really, I mean, yeah, out of everyone, I don't think that Five developed a little any more than he did in season one, to me.
2: Now, his motivations remain the same with trying to save his family, but at the same time, he is still a psychopath assassin Mm -hmm. who can time travel and teleport. Um, And the only thing he really got out of this season was maybe a couple of extra minutes with his dad, who, you know, kind of dropped a little knowledge on him to... Kind of rein your powers in a little bit.
0: Yeah. Right. Stop being an it doesn't have to be. Uh,
2: yeah, you don't have to go zero to 100.
0: Okay. But here's let's. So, two things I want to touch on. First off, the kid that plays five, Aiden Gallagher, Fantastic. is amazing in this role. Yeah. He nails the old man trapped in a child's body.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: In a way, like, you you know, you've seen a lot of the like Freaky Friday type movies and, and you're supposed to buy it. He completely sells it. And I just love this character because of how this character is being played
1: or and portrayed facial by
0: expressions. The- they're he's so, so good.
1: slight that yes. if you look away like you'll miss it, but they're done so
0: well. So well. Yeah. So I think there's that. And then I also think that with him this season, he's still a psychopath. He's still Completely fucking insane, but I did feel like you saw a little bit more patience in him. So there was a little bit of development that wasn't there last season because well, last
2: as I, sometimes I get frustrated with him because sometimes he's the smartest person in the room and sometimes he's a complete fucking dummy. Like anyone could have seen that the handler was going to betray him by yeah. you know getting him to go and take out the commission. Like you're supposed to be the smartest person here, but you didn't see that coming.
1: And he didn't switch the, he didn't switch AJ. I feel like the pet store was right there. You could have switched
0: him.
2: I, I feel like he didn't give a shit about AJ either. I do want to say I commend them for keeping AJ, AJ. Because in the comic, it literally is a man with a fish for a head. And I was like, they're not going to do that. Nope. Then it's a man with a fish for <laughs> a head. They did it right there. Right in my face. That's like, that one of my favorite things about Doom Patrol, where they don't pull any punches. They they, they it's, they're going to look like that, they're going to make it look like that. You know, if it looks weird, fuck it.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, so number five, still number five. Aiden, keep up the great job. You're an amazing actor in this role. Don't get taller. Don't look older. Don't grow. Right. You better stay. He's
2: only like 15 or 16 years old. So but now he can actually age at a normal rate because that's he's in that body now. Yeah. So like him, you know, getting maybe a little taller between seasons or getting a little older, it's, it's normal.
1: Well, we don't, I mean, we don't want another, we don't want another. It's uh, not like he's playing a
2: vampire where like if you have a vampire suddenly gains 20 pounds or grows a foot. (laughs) Like, oh, well, yeah, you're clearly not a 17 year old anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think we're good. So now let's move on to number six. Ben, oh, first off, R. I. P. Ben. I'm so, I was so excited that they found a way to end the season.
2: You say R. I. P. As if he wasn't already dead.
0: R. I. R- P. R- for R. us,
1: yeah, he went to the light. He did. He went to the light. light. I was so And sad. he got hugged. Like when he said, "Vanya, can you can you like hug me?" I I lost it.
0: Oh, I was lost a mess. It. I was a sobbing mess as yeah. soon as he started just like you Kipping saw. Away. oh my gosh i was yeah. i couldn't i was just like he's my he like he is my favorite yeah. i love all of them i think it's just a great cast but ben as a character and then um
2: he's the least fucked up of all of them he really and died it, early it's only because <laughs> yeah he died at last like 14
0: 14 yeah um and then justin min in this role yeah. first off he's hot Let's just start there. Um, but he is another one that the facial expressions... Like, he doesn't even have to say anything. It's like, Klaus will do some fucked up shit. And you can just read what you, as the Watcher, are feeling yeah, on a lot of, his face. A
2: lot of times, he doesn't even have lines because he's supposed to be dead and no one else can hear him. But you just see his facial expression at some of the things coming out of Klaus's mouth. Or Klaus's <laughs> actions. Yes,
0: yeah. he is such a great character. And I was... Coming into season two, I was hoping that we would get more about how he died, mm-hmm. um, and we didn't, but we did get a lot more of understanding what his existence has been since death. And what and... it means to the rest of them. That
1: funeral scene, my God. That was horrible.
2: Yeah. Well, they also like confirmed that he continued to age in death. Because, you know, dead 14-year-old uh, Ben was a 14-year-old. But now right. with Klaus, he looks like the rest of them the same age.
0: Well, and I'm wondering if part of that is because he decided not to go into the light. And with with um, Klaus manifesting him in a body and not mm-hmm. just being a spirit, if that somehow Klaus's powers also aged him physically. Mm. You see what I mean? Because yeah, if, no, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because if he's been hanging out with Klaus all of this time, like since they went to go piss.
2: Yeah, he's it, been, what, 17 years since he died? Yep. So, yeah.
1: yeah. That was adorable, too. Klaus just sitting there and mm, mm, I really enjoyed him using his powers that way. Selfishly. Yeah. I mean,
2: it's, so. it's what a child would do because the right. child like, oh, well, I can change it. I'm going to bring him back. I don't care if anybody else can see it, but I want my brother friend. back. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the yeah.
2: only good news out of that is that technically he's not gone. You will have him again for season three, but it won't be the same Ben. Like he had a new haircut and he had a facial I scar knew. and all. He
1: this. did not like the look of things, though. He was like, he "Who was... are you, fuckers?" Yeah, well, now I, in I'm work. interested
2: because I want to see angry Ben. Maybe this yeah. Dick.
0: You want rain? My what favorite. I don't care. Ben can be happy Ben or can be angry Ben. I want Ben, because, like, th- this entire season, like, his little, like, crush on Jill was the cutest thing, and I'm just, like, everything about him, because we, we only got, like, a-, a brief, like, a couple of brief interactions with him last season, and yeah, I was like, oh, a they're lot probably going to just do in Bing. this
2: season, yeah. Especially because they didn't really bring him in until, in the first season until, like, episode three or four, yep. when you yep. realize that, you know, Klaus was still hanging out with him.
1: That was episode yep. one where he sat down and he said you want tacos you want tacos and they <laughs> went to him and it said six ben deceased <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i was like what caption you know he's deceased why are you doing deceased? Right. <laughs> what, what what's going on here but yeah. no i i really think they did a really great job with his character um this season and i am really excited because episode nine I Was a mess, and yeah. I was like, I don't even know if I care what happens here because Ben's gone, yeah. um, like gone, gone. Um, and so I'm happy that he's not. So now let's move on to your girl. Ah, no, they're all my favorite, like I said, De-
1: Diego is my least favorite, but everyone's my favorite. Uh, Vanya finally was able to, um, have a good storyline where she wasn't like passed over and whatnot, I appreciated her storyline. I, yeah, I liked- Vanya
2: finally got a personality she didn't have in the first season.
1: Yes. Yes. I like I that very much so. But, I mean, listen, I, like I was telling you guys before, I feel as if had, instead of Leonard, we got a Lenore and everything that happened to Vanya the first season still happened to Vanya, but through a woman villain I feel like that would have been better if that makes sense
2: well no one liked Leonard to begin with Uh, like even but no it has to
1: like Lenore like I just needed I feel like had it have been a woman it would have been better for chemistry wise does that make sense
2: I feel like even even chemistry-wise, you can explain it away way that maybe she didn't realize. Like, Vanya in the first season is just hungry for attention. No one pays attention to her. So even this creeper-ass dude, Leonard, shows up out of nowhere and starts paying her attention and complimenting her and telling her all the things that her family never told her. Of course she's going to gravitate to that.
1: Mm, I Whereas didn't like that season, he was a creeper dude. I would yeah, have liked a creeper. Cool. I would have liked a, a, like a woman doing all of those same things. Because women can be creepers, too.
2: Well, yeah, but she she had much better chemistry with Sissy in the second season.
1: And I enjoy Sissy, I enjoy Sissy a lot. Um, I enjoy the ebb and flow of their relationship. Um, I enjoy that Vanya had a calm to her that I really liked. Why are you looking at me like that?
0: Because <laughs> I'm listening to you too, and you know, every once in a while, somebody has to be the disruptor to a love fest. Here we go, <laughs> and no. I.
2: I didn't enjoy the husband aspect, and like I
0: didn't
1: think he was that bad. I mean, he could have been a lot worse. No, he could have he, been a lot worse. Yeah, he could
2: have been physically abusive. I mean, he was verbally abusive and clearly mentally abusive. But, no,
0: yeah, but I, I don't think, it, think I, he was. No,
1: I don't think all. he was mentally
0: right. or verbally abusive. Mm-mm. I think that he was a typical husband mm-hmm. during that time period. Yeah, where where it's very much a I provide that should be enough.
2: Well, I mean, listen, not it's, to it's, mention he he also was kind of a dick because he was at that time period. People don't understand things about the, the about being on the autism spectrum, which clearly the kid was on the right. spectrum at some, you know, in some varying degree. And, you know, him constantly saying, I'm going to send him off to somewhere. It's like, yeah. that's, yeah, that's problematic.
0: But that's for the that time. Yeah, that's 1963. Yeah. So, so there's a couple of things for me here. The one thing that you said that I agree with you wholeheartedly was that I did really enjoy the calm mm-hmm. that that Vanya had. That it seemed like she was finding herself and live, learning to be okay with herself as she learned things about herself. I thought all of that was well done. Um, I did not like her and Sissy together. Um, I didn't feel... That, well, it was much better chemistry. I agree a thousand percent than her and Leonard. Mm-hmm. I still don't think it was great chemistry. Um, I, maybe someone else playing as Sissy could have gotten more of that out of Ellen Page. But mm-hmm. I didn't think that their chemistry was very believable for me. It I think that's a all little... you're gonna
1: get from Ellen, though,
0: because I well, feel like she's that's she's awkward. It, but that's where but that's where I'm going with it. The thing is, is that even when you change season two and write it in a way where Ellen Page le- legit just gets to be Ellen Page as Vanya and not Vanya, she still doesn't for me have the range to really sell some of those, some of that, like some of that um, relationship chemistry. Because like the chemistry, like you said earlier with her, Klaus and um, Allison, 100% legit, like literally that that hair salon scene of them having fun was one of my favorite parts of the season. But this like intimate relationship, she just did not sell it for me at all. And I, I think, and you and I talked about this before, that like she's like a Michael Sarah where they are pretty one dimensional and can only really play one character. Um, I agree with that. But the problem is, is that I don't think that Vanya as a character is one dimensional and her attempts to show us these other dimensions just fall a little flat for me. They they just do. Um, and so of all of the characters, I think that Vanya has the potential to be actually the most interesting character. But the way that Ellen Page plays her, I just meh. She's just Vanya.
2: I feel like they, they want her to play her like that because, I mean, if you look at Ellen Page in movies like Super, I barely knew that was Ellen Page. Like she's not the, the same like meek, shy, you know, soft-spoken character that she plays in everything else. In Super, she was kind of crazy and off the rails and like you don't want her to have that energy in something like Umbrella Academy where she's supposed to be the quiet one.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing, but is she like as the white violin, she should be a little bit more she should have a little bit more hoop than what she has.
2: Well Not yeah, lot, when, but when she, but she when she puts forth that hoot as you, you describe, she blows shit up. Yeah. People die. I mean, and she yeah. blows up moons.
0: I'm good with that. Maybe I don't, I don't know. calm I guess, one. I, I like her I, being the calm one. I, I don't mind her being the calm one.
1: Someone I, in that family has to be. <laughs> <one like laughs> and I don't I think you
0: don't. And I never thought about that before because I've never, I've never had a problem with her. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't like her in this role. I just think that whereas all of the other actors, in my opinion, have done what they needed to do to become the character, with her they've done the opposite and they've made the character become her and i don't like
2: that yeah i mean you could tell that in the first season where she kind of dresses she dresses like ellen page dresses in real life mm-hmm. ellen page you know unless she's doing like a red carpet she's very much a dressed down kind of person
0: mm-hmm.
2: so they and that's
0: not how she was in the comic just saying well but maybe yeah.
2: that's
1: not what are, what they want out of her
2: and you have to realize coming into the 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 umbrella academy the first season she was the most famous person on the cast whereas everyone else is pretty much you know a uh, 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 you know here and there type of person
0: Yep, yep. No, I get it. I I completely understand it. I just hope that they continue to evolve the character. I liked her cuz I hated her in season 1. I was just like this is just Ellen Page being Ellen Page um and she's fucking up this character. So I hated her in season 1, although I thought that like obviously her abilities were really cool and her story is probably one of the, I don't know if it's the most heartbreaking out of all, out of all of the kids, but it's definitely like top 2, right? Coming into season two. Having her two,
1: locked up and then having her sister dampen her her abilities. It's kind of shitty. Listen, yeah. I said top two.
2: Just yeah. say it. Uh, she's not dead. So, yeah. Right. Top two. <laughs>
1: right. Exactly. On a mission that those kids fucked up on. So,
0: Reginald said. I'm going with Reginald until I see otherwise. Listen. All I'm saying is, I didn't really like her at all in season one. I definitely enjoyed her more in season two. I'll tell you the chemistry that I actually really enjoyed outside of the siblings were her with the little boy, her and Harlan. There's w- gonna be a fucking problem. Who's gonna? Yeah, be- I
2: have a feeling he's definitely be, going to be a problem. He's definitely going to be the big bad at season three.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really, really enjoyed their chemistry. Um. And I really enjoyed what they did with Vanya's story. I, my problem is the execution. It's not the storyline or the direction that they went in. It's Ellen Page's execution. Because as we kind of wrap up talking about number seven and starting to get into the uh, some of the other characters, it's even in how you see Lila use Ellen Page's powers like a badass. And it's like... like Vanya these are your powers like own that shit Like yeah I thought it was really hella cool that you Flew out like fucking storm out the Barn and were like yo I'm gonna end this shit And you just out here blasting out All of the agents but you Didn't make it look cool And then Lila came and made your powers. look
2: cooler than you did Yeah Lila was basically Trained from from childhood To be a badass so And I mean technically you can call Lila number eight Because she is one of the One of the special children
1: but before we leave, can we go back to, okay, so Vanya gave Harlan some of her powers when she was trying to save him. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has a child except for Allison. Why didn't Allison pass on some of her genes to her daughter?
0: I don't think it was genes. When, when she... When she gave him the power, I don't think it was necessarily a genetic thing. Um, You know, shout out to uh, Mad Monkey because he's going to appreciate what I'm about to say. But it's like almost like in um, My Hero Academia where the way that All Might passes on his power is like, hey, you just take this hair of mine and eat it and you get it. I think her breathing her air into him the way that she did trying to bring him back to life was was what the catalyst was. But I don't think it was necessarily a genetic catalyst.
2: Yeah, it's something to do with the fact that their powers all come from something alien, which is we actually got a little bit more of that from from Reggie.
0: Right. So do we want to do we want to start with Lila or do we want to start with Hazel? Hazel. And talking about some of these other characters from season two.
2: Well, like I said, Lila is technically eight. She's number eight now.
0: Yeah. All right, we can do that. Okay, so basically she's um, rogue. Is that is that what's happening here? Like She, she is a mimic. Just... She is indeed. Yeah, and now I want to better understand her powers. Like, how many powers can you do at once? You know, how do you have to be in, do, like, do you have to see the power first to do it? Do you just sense it? Like, how does it work? Because that's hella fucking cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, she's some type of mimic. It's not like, um, you know, typically in comic book rules, yeah, you can do one at a time. So you you saw that she used each power individually against that person. So like when she had to fight Luther, she got stronger because Luther's super strong. Uh, the only power I didn't see her use was, um, what's the name, Diego's power. I,
0: no, she didn't use Diego's
2: power. I mean, she didn't really need to. Nobody threw anything at her.
0: But did she not use Diego's power because she loves Diego, or did she not use Diego's power because there really wasn't an opportunity for her to use it?
2: Yeah, I think that's more so because like she didn't have to fight him because he was you know incapacitated under the tractor. But she used she used uh, Vanya's power to, to blast her out of the sky. She used uh, what's named Five's power to to bash him in the head with a pan. Which is smart. That, that's a typical like trope of teleporters is that they're kind of predictable in their teleportation patterns.
0: Mm-hmm. She used she used one's power against him.
2: Yep. She also didn't use Klaus's power.
0: No, that's right. So, yeah, she didn't use Diego and she didn't use Klaus's.
2: Where I feel like she used the powers that are easy to see, whereas Klaus's power is there's a lot going on. It's not just a, a simple, you know, like, oh, I'm going to bring back the dead.
1: Mm-hmm. It
2: it takes some some getting used to Because even Klaus doesn't understand the full reach of his powers
0: Right Yeah I think that she was a really cool addition I feel like I feel like I would Because what it's supposed to be Is it 39 kids total
2: No I think it's like 80 something It's a lot
0: It's. I thought it was only like 39 or 43 I don't know why those numbers are sticking out 39 sticks out for me yeah what the hell is the total
2: 43
0: okay see i knew it was either 39 or 43
2: i was multiplying by two so 43 went to 80 something so yeah
0: yeah so it's don't,
2: don't tell know. me how my brain works it it works weird i see you give me that look
1: i was <laughs> just, just like you always have to find a way that i was right though i was right right, right, right.
0: i was doing I no
2: thing. i'm not saying i was right i was saying i was wrong and this is why i was wrong
0: well and that's kind of the I thing that i got goofy I'm... brains that's the thing that I'm very interested to see because if it's 43, I would hope that at some point we see all 43 of these kids and what the hell they ended up doing. I think the kids that are
1: part of the Sparrow Academy, the Sparrow Academy, are, Academy. are the kids that he uh that he picked cuz I feel like after having that round table and dressing all of those kids down when he said, "I don't want these mediocre kids. I don't want I wouldn't pick" this round table of mediocrity. So I feel like he went and got the other ones that he could get.
2: Well, that's the thing. I feel like him knowing now who these people are, Mm -hmm. he could also get some type of time travel. He's basically altered his own timeline by Mm -hmm. picking, you know, seven different kids because he already knows what the ones that he picked originally will become. Right. Because he knew when they showed up again, he was like, oh, you guys came back. I knew this day would come. Mm-hmm. I didn't want you guys, so I got seven new ones that apparently work.
0: <laughs> not apparently work. Well, and then the question is, too, it, but did he stick to seven? Because originally, remember, the first seven that he got was because they were the only ones that people would sell to him. Because he was trying to buy these babies, and people weren't selling their babies.
2: Maybe he just went to the first seven and was like, ah, oh, this one's good, this one's good. Maybe not all 43 have powers. Maybe he just went to the ones that, you know were easy enough to manifest. Maybe it took a couple years and he was like, "Ah, oh, well, I know these seven half powers. I don't want any of them. I do want Ben cuz his power is awesome and I know he listens. So I'm going <laughs> to keep Ben and I'm going to get six others."
0: No, don't make don't make Ben the model minority. Don't do that.
2: No, I mean he he listens uh, even to a fault that would cause his own death. But with six other kids to back him up, Ben lives this time. Yeah, Time
1: higher.
2: travel. I'm that hard. has Time to travel. make them.
0: All right, calm down. <laughs> that, has to, that has to make them feel like shit. By the way, that Ben is still alive when it's not y'all. But I digress. Maybe they would have listened. Yeah. So I I would be interested to see if Lila ends up actually joining them at some point next season. They gotta bring her back. She's funny. She's gorgeous. She's a badass. Like, there's nothing to hate about her at Plus all. Plus, they could
2: use more more women on the crew. Like, yeah. and you only have the two sisters, boom.
0: Absolutely. All right. So, moving on from Lila, who do you guys want to talk about next?
1: We can talk about the handler, a.k.a. my fashion guru.
0: Ooh, Kate Walsh is a bad bitch. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. She is... the. the like even in season 1 it was like holy shit and then she came back in season 2 and was just like no 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 i'm i'm more evil than you you think mm-hmm. and i am a stylish bitch regardless of what era i'm in have all of it mm-hmm. like she is amazing in this role she turned looks
1: and attitude and just all around badness apparently she also was like i
2: don't want to be like you other goons at the commission i want to i want to wear something fancy i don't want to wear a uniform
1: which is fair, because, you know... Yeah. Well, you she was gone
2: it... for, for, what, like a year recovering after she was shot in the head? Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Ah, eh, well, fuck you guys. I, I came back. It's first day of school, motherfucker. My parents <laughs> took me to the department store. We got fresh shit.
1: But not fresh shoes, because these shoes are walking and talking and doing all the things it needs to do. She
0: is just...
2: She walked uh, in and was like, who's going to take my coat? Nobody. I'll carry it myself. Myself. I always <laughs> always.
0: But here's the thing that's interesting to me. Like, Is she dead-dead? Because I don't want her to be dead-dead. Me
2: either. No one's really dead when you have a time machine.
0: Because she's... like, She just... There is something... Like, look, keep adding other bad guys. I'm here for it. But she is just... It's not often that you get a really great female villain on a show. Mm -hmm. And I feel like right now, if there were a how-to... She is writing it, mm-hmm. and so I don't want her to go away. I mean, she—it looked like she was shot in the stomach.
1: I didn't see any like heart, so you know.
2: Yeah, I'm interested to see her, and will they bring back the the third Swede? Like, will he come back in the in the new season? Even I don't though... want
1: him to come back. I want him to go. I'm but that really was a seems... nice that was if... a nice uh, send off of him killing yeah, so her. If he,
2: if he finds peace with the rest yeah. of the cult, then at his age he's probably in his 40s he'd be dead by 2019. Yeah. So who knows, but again, time travel. You you have time travel in your in your show as a plot device then no one's ever really dead.
0: That's true. All right. Well, moving right along, who do you guys I know Eric. Well, let's let's talk about Hazel first because I know Eric, like that was the first thing that he said when we started. It was like Well, yeah, cuz he was-
2: He's in the show for five minutes, and I, I saw him. He did a lot of, like, the press stuff and behind-the-scenes stuff. I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I, I see Mary J. is coming back. Um, I haven't seen anything of the woman who played his uh, his wife, and they explain her away. that like they, they did get another 20 years, and then she died of cancer. And I was like, oh, that's sad. And then Hazel dies in, like, the first five minutes. It's like, oh, well, fuck.
1: I liked it, though. Is it me?
0: Okay, no, yes and no. I was very upset because I loved Hazel. And I was like, what the fuck? But then at the same time, I'm like, way to start the season. Because yeah. I feel like what there was a statement being made that it's like, look, you can love all these characters. We will fucking kill them. Like, mm-hmm. we will George R.R. R. Martin this shit and not think about it twice. Well, I
2: assumed, I saw him die in the first episode. I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe he'll be back in another episode. Time travel. Um and I still have that hope for season three because again, I saw him in a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and the you know, the the Cast of Umbrella Academy rates their favorite hot dogs or some shit. And he was in all these videos. You know, yeah, what's when his you look favorite bus, hot dog? He was like, oh, I'm a Coney Island fan myself. <laughs> I was like, Good good idea. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Chicago guy myself, but you know, you throw some chili on there, onions, all that good stuff.
0: Gross
2: now there, there's a lot of gross hot dogs I'll send you a list um, yeah but when you when you see those BuzzFeed videos they're like oh the cast of Umbrella Academy plays you know Never Would I Ever or some bullshit he's in all of those so I, was, I thought he would have a bigger role in the season
0: I hope they I, I, I'm with you though I think that there is a way to bring him back obviously time travel um, and I think that they will um, or at least I'm hopeful that they will. I mean, listen, I was kind of sad that they didn't find a way to bring Cha-Cha back because Mary J. Blige can't sing and she sure as hell can't dance. But she was great in that role. I did. Well, her,
2: her and talking. Hazel had good chemistry in the first. They yeah.
0: really did. Yeah. They were they were really, really good together. Um, I think I think. For me, the only other, I mean, there were lots of great characters this season um, that were new. And, you know, obviously, because most of them were tied to this time frame, we probably won't see them again. Um, But I do want to take a little bit of time to talk about the ringleader. We have not talked about Mr. Uh, Reggie in detail. What in the entire fuck, y'all? Like, he was doing the most this season. Was he? <laughs> he just what? wants to. He just wants to get his
1: moon situation off the ground. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> A little light, you know, chimpanzee work or ape oh. work. I'm sorry.
2: I was happy, and and if things changed and the, the events of season one don't happen, that means they get to bring Pogo back for season three.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that was for- exciting. I enjoyed seeing yeah. Pogo. Oh, he was
0: so Thank cute. You. So oh my gosh. <laughs> It was, it was just so many awe moments. And then it was like Ellen, like uh, Ellen, Vanya realizing that she had like killed Pogo and yeah. like having that moment. I was like, you're right, bitch, you did kill Pogo and we hate you for it. She, she was, was very horse. quick to apologize. So well, I,
2: I was fine Let's Let's not say Pogo was innocent. P- like adult Pogo that died was in on all that shit that that Reggie did. So, you baby know, Pogo yeah. baby Pogo in, in the 60s. That. Yeah. Baby Pogo <laughs> in the 60s is innocent. <laughs> 2019 pogo yeah he didn't deserve to die but you know he had
0: some dirt on his hands he had
2: some comeuppances
0: and now i would have appreciated when sir reggie unmasked himself to see if they if they well they i mean they they showed you his face but i would have much appreciated if we got to see the massacre that ensued at that moment because who's not down for a little alien massacre no you know those people are dead those are bad bad men and they're dead. Yeah.
1: I
2: also would have uh, appreciated them showing like how, um, I guess mother, cause I don't remember her actual name, grace. How, she, how she went from being grace, the scientist to being a robot.
1: Yeah. Something happened and it's probably yeah. dark. I feel like but, he always had grace because in the season one, we saw different nannies. And so I guess he was just like, well, Vanya's a little shit. We need to get an actual robot nanny. And so Grace was born. Yeah, but I maybe think he, he always had Grace.
2: Maybe he took like what he liked from Grace. He was like, oh, okay, Grace is great. I like her. I'm going to remake her as a robot. Yeah. Maybe she dies somewhere in the 70s or 80s.
1: Or maybe they break up. Yeah, that too. Oh, they break
2: up. I, I don't think they break up? No, I feel like Reggie is a one and done kind of guy. Like, you're my woman and I'm staying. You're going to be here till I die or you die. Boom. hmm Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which
2: and also, when you die, I'm going to bring you back as a robot.
0: Robot. <laughs> Which also alien human love. I'd love to better understand how that works. But whatever. Don't get nasty. <laughs> no, I don't mean nasty. Like, like was he sincere when he was saying to her that he really wanted to spend the rest of his life with her? Um, Actually, but there were things. Right. You know what I mean? But there are like yeah. things about his work that he couldn't talk about. Like, did he really mean it? Because I felt like he did. I don't think he could tell her that he was an alien.
1: Like, I just, I don't think that that, I think that that was one of the things that he said. There's one thing, like, there are things that I can't tell you.
0: Yeah, I could see him taking off that Reggie mask, not going off too well with her.
2: He gave her the typical mob boss thing. Like, oh, you like the fancy cars and the big houses. Don't ask me how the sausage gets made.
0: Which is
1: fair, because I wouldn't. I do like all of those things, and I don't need to know how they get made. Thank you.
2: Pretty much. I'm just going to shut up and be pretty.
1: Mm-hmm. Be pretty right here. Got it. Right. Yep. Here. <laughs> okay. Can we go to Chanel now, please? Uh-huh. I've got things. I've got things I got to get. And that stupid little lady said that I have to be there at six. So. Can
0: you go- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You but tell, I, tell
2: your man to bring the car around.
0: But I think, I think too, especially, you know, What they've done really well is assume that nobody's read the comic Mm -hmm. and try to build this world just within the show. And I think that it was smart to expose that Reggie is an alien now instead of waiting till season three, because how cold hearted he is with these kids well, Just they they revealed
2: in season one that he well. wasn't from Earth, but they we didn't know in season one that he was full on like take the face the 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 fake mask wait, off and
0: wait. When did they reveal that in season one? Did I when miss they
2: that? show him sending the, the little pods that mm-hmm. make all the the people pregnant in season one?
0: It's and give it, the end. Well, we oh, we saw him great. get his violin. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, it could have been magic back then. We didn't know, we well,
1: yeah. It looked like a whole, whole alien.
0: A it looked like a whole alien compound. <laughs> It really did. No, I completely (laughs) forgot about that. Um, But I do, I like the fact that they made it like full on, like, no, y'all, like, he is an alien alien, not some humanoid from another planet.
2: He is full on, you know, V, I'm going to take my mask off and I'm a lizard person alien.
0: Which was fun. It was fun. Um, So anybody else from this season that stood out to you guys that wasn't obviously one of the Hargraves that y'all want to talk about before we wrap this up?
2: Um, I Not hope really. we get
1: some deli. I hope we get Dave. I hope that he doesn't die in Vietnam.
2: Yeah, I have a feeling that might change because Dave now knows maybe he finds some way to get out of that. But he'll be he'll be an old man, but it'll still be Dave. And we'll see how that affects Klaus.
1: I hope that I hope Raymond we get to see more of Raymond.
0: I, hope I we, don't think we're going to get I don't think we're going
2: to no? I don't. Oh, Mr. Chestnut. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that he was great in the role, but I, I, I don't see a logical reason for us to get him when you're looking at how the story is evolving. Mm-hmm. Because the problem is, if if he had been Allison's Dave, then it makes it would make sense. But Allison's he Dave is. is Luther, right? Pretty much.
2: Plus, she has a whole ass ex husband in the present
0: and Claire. So Ugh. she's she's just messy. So yeah, so I don't I don't see them bringing him back, although it would be cool. Um like you guys alluded to earlier though, I do think that that was not the last that we saw of Harlan, um and that should be very interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. He's but got a I, problem. <laughs> he really is. But I, I think I'm most excited honestly to just see the Sparrow Academy. I want to see who these other kids are and what their abilities are and whether or not they're fucked up the way that um, these kids are fucked up.
2: I'm actually excited about that because it's, we're finally getting into the place where like the comic hasn't met the show yet. Whereas like volume uh, season one is a mixture of volume one and two and season two is a mixture of volume two and three, just like barely gracing the surface of the comics. But season four mean season three, like book four um the writer Gerard Way has already said that he is he just started writing uh book four called Sparrow Academy. So we don't know where that's gonna go. And I'm kind of excited about that.
0: That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, this will be fun. All right, guys. So, you know, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Uh like we told you. Or wait, was there something else? Cause uh, you, of, you you
2: know? wanted to mention the music. <gasps> oh
0: my god, I <laughs> forgot about that. All right, you yelling. <laughs> Sorry. No,
2: I, I enjoyed the music as well. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, to our listeners, one of the things that I was saying when we were prepping for this episode was just that this season, as a look, producer man, don't shake your head at me. All right. I'm not here for your shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get so much Be for the- better. <laughs> I know I need to. be better. Well, I didn't think we were going to end up going into all like we did some really deep character dives and that was really cool. So I forgot about the music. Well, I mean, we, we can do
2: a quick glance of the music.
0: So one of the things that I had pointed out was that in season one, I didn't remember like there was nothing memorable about the score or any of the music that was used. And in this season, I felt like there was some really excellent use of music in some of the episodes. So one of the things that stood out to me most notably um, was a ska remake of Billie Eilish's – what the hell is the name of the damn song? Bad Guy.
2: It's a a, a cover by the band um, The Interrupters.
0: Yeah. And it was, so it's played during a fight scene between, um, Lila and five and five Lila. hasn't, figured out, I mean, Lila, why am I saying Leela? What am I thinking of?
2: Futurama.
0: Futurama. Yep. Um, Lila and five and five hasn't figured out yet that she's a mimic. And so he's bouncing around and she's not where he is. Um, and, but, but they don't show the, the watcher. Like she just isn't there. Um, but it was like so beautifully choreographed to the music and there were a couple of other scenes like that with just different songs throughout this season that i i just really really enjoyed that and i hope that they do more of that in the future i feel like you way. need to watch the first season again because there's
2: a lot of really good music in the first season not to mention there's some there's some covers like Mary J Blige does a song mm-hmm. um and even uh, Gerard Way who's the writer um, most people don't know he's the lead singer of my chemical romance. He did. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. he's big into comic books Like when you see him nowadays he I, and I mean it's a fucked up way to look at it He looks happy because he's not really doing music. He he put on a little weight. He's writing comic books He's he's sitting around being a big dork and he loves he doesn't
1: it. have the eye makeup anymore.
2: Yeah, he doesn't he's not all made up and you know He looks happy But, like, he did a a cover of uh, Hazy Shade of Winter, the Simon and and Garfunkel song for the first season. Um, He did a cover of Dancing in the Moonlight for the first season, that scene where uh, Luther and Allison dance. Yeah, he did that cover. There's a bunch of really good covers along the first and the second season. I know he did a song for the second season, but I haven't heard it yet. I know it's out there. I just haven't looked into it. And it probably plays during the show.
0: I don't know how I missed it first season, but it was incredibly evident for me. I was that the episode,
2: yeah, that episode with the Interrupter song, there's also like um, a weird Swedish cover of uh, um, that Adele song, Hello.
0: Oh my God, yes. I and love I love, that. love it yeah. so much.
2: There's some really good music. Um, Actually, I have um uh, the listing of all the songs if you guys want me to send it to you.
1: Do you know why he looks so happy? Why? Also, yes, please. He's sober. Oh, Okay. I didn't know that either.
2: I didn't know he had a had a problem but um I figured yeah he, I know he talked about it a lot while he was making music that he's he's a big comic book fan. He has um in one of their old videos he has Grant Morrison the comic book writer in the video as like the bad guy of their their tale but like yeah, he's always been a big comic nerd and I guess he just decided to start putting that to you know to use and saying I want to write a comic book.
0: Well, listen, shout out to their entire um series music department because obviously they did a good job last season um this season in my opinion they did a a fantastic job and I I just hope they keep that up like I feel and we had a whole episode about the importance of, of scores and soundtracks to to movies and shows and I feel like not enough shows take advantage of what music can add you know to to the entire visual experience and they definitely did and that's my whole spiel about music. Okay, well done you.
1: Yay! I'm so glad, uh, I'm glad that you were able to talk about something that you specifically said
0: you wanted to talk about. I <laughs> forgot about it. It's good for you. This is this is literally old age at work. All right, y'all know I just got back from vacation. I'm I'm not all here yet. <laughs> all right. So you guys have anything else before we wrap this up? Now that you know, I I brought up the thing that I forgot I wanted to bring up we mm. have oh. a piece of grab bag we- <gasps> alright well then let's uh oh my gosh it's been so long it's I know. been so long alright well I guess it's time for Muneer's grab bag Beep, be, 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 pew 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 it's been
2: 84 years
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah no uh, we're back. So um, on Facebook, mm-hmm. we've got Kevin. Well done, Kevin. I think Kevin uh, mainlined it like the rest of us. So fantastic. Good job, here. Kevin. Yes. Um, it, and it Kevin did wrote. did not
2: drag. I want to say a lot no, of shows that I've watched on Netflix lately, like there are 10 or 13 episodes, they just seem like they go on forever. Like I I downed this in two sessions.
1: Yeah. Yep. And yep. It, it was, it was, what's the word I'm looking for? Like there weren't any fillers. Everything nope. was important, I feel like. Yep. So getting back to
2: Kevin. Well, even yep. even fillers, like the fillers didn't seem like fillers because there's such good chemistry between the cast. Yes. You yep. wanted to see yep. what they were doing, even yep. if they were just getting drunk and eating tacos.
1: Because it was like family. Yep. So okay. You wanna you you gonna pop in again or are you gonna let me read?
2: <laughs> I just wanna <laughs> I wanna okay. make sure.
1: I wanna be ready this time. <laughs> Yikes. No? You good? Do you got anything else? All right. Okay. So uh Kevin said. Anyway, another thing about this shut! I looked at you and you were like, no, me? Hmm, no, I've got nothing. <laughs> okay. So Kevin says, um, I don't know if the writers somehow knew that these, that this country was going to go through with ra- with racial issues. Mm, yes. Okay. But um, to send them back into the sixties and to see what whites, on- and to see that whites only sign,
0: I was mm. all kinds
1: of fired up. Yes, me as well. Mm. Throw in the lesbian and spousal abuse? Yes. Love it all. The detailed stories they give each other, uh, they gave. They give each one of the characters in their time alone in the 60s was incredible, which I think we all said and yep. appreciated as well. Uh, finally, introducing another kid was perfect, which it was, and the ending had me wanting to try and travel to watch season three. And then he put, Yes. Which yes, we're, we all want to be there.
0: One thousand well. percent agree with everything that he just said. Yeah, it's it's almost like he's here. I know he episodes. literally said everything we said.
2: I also feel like like that's another big boost to the show, like having this like multiracial cast because in the comic yes. they're all white. Yeah. So sending them back to the sixties, you wouldn't have the same ordeal.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate it.
0: So thank you, Kevin. Sorry. Thank you. The rest of you schlubs, catch up, because you should have watched this whole damn series the way that Kevin did. I mean, but they
1: could also be behind in um our podcast as it is. So I would, I would just, I would just.
2: You say, got nowhere to go right
1: now. Yeah. right. It's coronavirus. Um, I am behind on a lot of my podcasts, in, If you're out,
2: if you're out in these streets doing things besides watching TV, then you're you're living bad. Don't do that.
1: I'm not living bad. I am behind on some of my podcasts. Just saying. This is not one of them. I listen to us. So I'm just saying, but there are some. That- <laughs> I got to listen to, you know, you to, forget to things, yourself, right? Eric, Be ridiculous, Me, maybe ridiculous. Yeah, I got to listen to that. So
0: fair enough. Well, listen, as always, guys, we want to thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please rate us, drop a review, subscribe, tell your friends. Do all of those things. Um, follow us on Twitter or Instagram for up, blah 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 blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's that's what you're going to Twitter, Instagram for. I like um, it. <laughs> so you can get that and episode drop updates and things of that sort. Our handle on both is at Concentrated Pod. Uh, next week we will be giving our review of Paper Mario: The Origami King. Yay! It's a Mario. We're gonna have some fun. Yeah, right. hopefully. I-
2: Hopefully, if you have a switch because they're hard to come by these days, maybe you 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 pick it up and play it as well.
0: Was that your yeah. Mario voice? It's a Mario. That's the best I got. I don't do Italian plumbers well. Sorry. No, no, no. It was good. I just I oh. wanted to know if there was if because there's
1: room to grow. That's why. Do
0: She's
2: good. saying do better.
1: Just grow a little. Just
0: grow a little. Yeah. That's all. You can fucker yourself. There you oh, go. Is that was that no. better?
2: It would have been better if you would have added a right. to the
0: end. <laughs> Listen, guys, this is going to actually be our first time reviewing a game on the Nintendo Switch, so we are very excited about it. Uh, to Eric's point, if you've already got a Switch and you've, you've, you're you playing this game, you know, definitely let us know what you think. Uh, if you haven't picked it up, pick it up, and we can all find out tomorrow whether, or together whether it's good or not, although most Mario games are good, so I, I'm i pretty hopeful that this is a good purchase. Um, it's She's just kicked it in its foot. Now, now it'll be horrible. <laughs> no, don't say that. It's going to it'll be cute though, right? Yeah, it will be cute. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to figure it out and we'd love to hear your thoughts. So you can send us your feedback uh, as well as any questions, topics you'd like us to cover or anything else to our email, which is concentratedpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also do like Kevin and drop us a message on our Facebook page, which is just Concentrated Podcast. Lastly, you can leave us a voicemail. Uh, the phone number is 301. 301- 531-4393. Again, that's 301-531-4393. And that is all for this week. Wash your fucking hands. Stay inside and wear a goddamn mask. Yes. Did I miss anything?
2: Uh, that's it. Try try to be better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and go watch the Umbrella Academy, guys. It's amazing. What academy?
2: Well, I was like, if you The you Umbrella made it, Academy. If you made it this <laughs> far, hopefully you have watched it. <laughs>
0: Because if not, we just ruined the shit out of it for you. Also, Monero, I love you. I love you. What? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. Bye, bye,
1: guys. Peace. Bye. That wasn't nice at all.